Hello everybody and welcome along to WTS 181. My name's Danny Murray. I'm Graham Erigan. Graham. Disaster of a week, Danny. Oh man. Oh my word. First and foremost, we have to apologise to uh, you, the listener, and also to Dr. Shane Bergen of UCD, who was very generous and spoke to us for uh, just over an hour during the week and it was a great conversation we were talking about black holes and physics and all kinds of mad things like how many ice creams does it take to fucking walk down Leary Pier and we we're having loads of crack however about three quarters the way through the conversation some gremlins took over the call it just went haywire and in the recording itself the gremlins got in um, and just yeah the audio was not salvageable so rather than hearing about black holes and planets and gas and all this mad stuff that we don't understand, but Shane made it sound amazing, you're stuck with me, Meryl. So apologies to, to Dr. Shane Bergen and apologies to you. We're going to try to reschedule Shane uh, in the near future because it's it's a mad interesting topic. He's just a very interesting bloke. The aliens took over. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what we're... So, yep, so instead, yep, here we are, uh, WTS 181, and uh, recording on a Saturday afternoon, which is weird. You broke up there, Dan. I'm just saying it's weird recording on a Saturday afternoon, Graham. Yeah, big time. We, we yeah. haven't done this for a while. We did an early Saturday or early Sunday morning one before. Yeah, yeah. It's rare that we do them over the weekend. Usually speaking, it's because something has happened like newsworthy or, or there's been something that we are waiting for or else it's because there's been a fuck up this time it's the yeah. fuck up this time it's the fuck yeah, we up we haven't had any fuck ups so we'll, out of 191 I think this is our toward yeah yeah I think Vivian Rat was the last I think we've only had two where the recording has been completely like where it's been gone awesome. yeah Viv, Viv Rat was one and then we, we rescheduled and we had a great chat with Viv again after because he was very generous to us and then, and then this one other than yeah. that, I can't remember. Was there another one? Strange because Shane is an, was an absolute gentleman and he was so funny and witty and ridiculously intelligent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, like. well, I suppose he is He is a doctor of physics. He'd have to be, do you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, yeah. A doctor if, of what, as I, as I was calling. Exactly, yeah, Graham was there. He's a physicist, 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 physicist. Physicist. Physical about yeah. Um, he's he's at Shane D Bergen on Twitter, lads. If you want to follow him anyway, and just just you know learn random tidbits that are fascinating and amazing, and just yeah, he's a good bloke. A lot of time from, or you know, absolutely. Or, or you can go into UCD and enroll in a physics course, and you never know, he may actually be your 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 lecturer, tutor, professor type fella. Absolutely, he will. Oh man. <laughs> Um, she she got it over the line indeed she did friend of the show is now the most dominant force in all of sports entertainment what did you think of Dave Hannigan another former friend of the show giving Mm. it grief that was at the back pages was that a Freudian slip there saying former friend of the show because he was belittling wrestling Graham absolutely (laughs) I'm only joking (laughs) I'm only taking the picture but what did you think about about his, uh, he he said something along the lines of it shows the dumbing down of society that back pages mm. were highlighting Becky Lynch. 
Yeah, and I think, do you know what? I think that's to the credit of the marketing nous of Vince McMahon more so than anything. Because, oh, yeah, Lynch. Well, well, not just Becky Lynch, but the fact that pro wrestling or, or sports entertainment goes on the back pages and it doesn't go in the entertainment section. Yeah. Because like, I get it, right? We talk about wrestling a little bit on this podcast and, and I get why, you know, people be like, lads, it's not even real. Right? Whatever. We get that. The whole thing is it's essentially extremely athletic and talented people taking part in a mad, deadly version of EastEnders. You know what I mean? The storyline. The, the the story, sorry. Yeah, Fair City, right? There's storylines to follow. There's plots. There's subplots. There's characters. There's sticks. There's gimmicks. There's so many moving parts to it. And in the middle of it all, there's unbelievable athleticism. And I know, oh, it's fake. They're not even hitting each other. Yeah, but still, think of the choreography. Think of, you can appreciate synchronized swimming. You can appreciate the gymnastics floor at the Olympics. And you can appreciate, you know, the lads who, who, who do the, the, the high beam or the horse or whatever you call it and all that kind of stuff. All that athleticism is being put into a choreographed fight. And it's yeah. deadly. It's deadly. It's deadly. It's good, it's dead. It's it's more of a sport than darts, I'll tell you that. I'd agree with you there, yeah, hundred percent it is. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I, I think the fact thing about Dave was is that Dave was saying uh, I thought the irony of it was uh he was he was basically the narrative he was pointing at as well was uh, a steroid induced industry. And I I tweeted him saying, Well, you know, cycling and rugby are on the back pages and they speculatively have our steroid induced sports. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, um, and and I know you said rugby there, Graham, but uh, let's be honest, it's across a lot of sports. Yeah, it's across um, sports. Well, I just singled those out because they seem to be in the spotlight more recently than any other the other professional sports. Really, just rugby? Really? No, 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 cycling and rugby, more cycling. So I know you. I just feel like you're throwing rugby to antagonise me there. Well, if if I am, I am. That's up to you. Well, I'm just. I, I, I would just like to know what what your example is so that you can say rugby is the sport that's up there the most recycling at the moment. It was it was just um, a fishing rod moment, I suppose. All right, fair enough. I talked to B. I talked to B. Um, yeah, look, I think Dave getting Dave Dave Hannigan getting upset about it being on the back pages. I think is to the credit of Vince McMahon. I think uh, it's. When you when you look at WrestleMania and and it was WrestleMania that Becky was was involved in and, and that she won the belts at WrestleMania is toured only to what the Super Bowl and Super Bowl and the NBA is it something like that yeah like it 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 beats the World Cup final in terms of you know what I mean so like it, it is a global phenomenon right and and for, and but, for the first six WrestleManias people thought it was real. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that, and that's and that's it. And I think the the fact that it did have this kind of history where people thought it was real, so it was sport, and then it moved into the sport entertainment era. And the fact that Vince McMahon has managed to keep that sport element of it is why it's on the back pages, and it's not in the entertainment section. And they're not going up for Oscars and whatnot. They're being considered as athletes and sports stars, and I'm fine with yeah. that. I'm absolutely fine with it. 
Dave is a purist and Dave loves his his boxing and he you know what I mean and I get that it's not his cup of tea and that's fine but Dave me just just embrace it just embrace it just oh, embrace it top of a man a man a, so does, a man's industry so to speak a male dominated um, industry indeed yeah male dominated industry and remember the names I sent you who who uh, who came out who closed yeah, the, the broadcast of WrestleMania, people like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Triple H, Undertaker, and then Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's incredible. It's like, you know what I mean? I, I for, um, for for the days leading up to it, I just couldn't get my head around it. And then post WrestleMania, I couldn't get my head around that um, a man from Wicklow and uh, a woman from Baldoyle co main and main evented a WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible. Like it, it really is. And um, I think, look, it may not have been the best WrestleMania ever or in terms of, like, the finish and all that, it might have been great. But the simple fact is, like we said a minute ago, it's storytelling. And they got to where they needed to go. And the fact that an industry that is a billion-dollar industry with millions and hundreds of millions of fans worldwide and the biggest name in that industry at the moment is, as you said, an Irish girl born in Limerick, bred in Dublin. If this was anything, if this was, you know, the movies, if this was a, an Emmy award winning TV show, if this was business, if this was anything else, the media would be all over this Irish success story. Yeah. But the fact that it's wrestling and that there's that little, those people who, who diminish it, you know, with, with the kind of Dave Hannigan vibe there, is what knocks it down off the pedestal a bit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? If yeah, but, yeah. But, but anybody else, if if this was any other thing that that Becky had got to the top of, she'd be on the late late show on Friday night. You Surprised? I mean? I'm surprised. Like Seamus was on the late late show before, so I'd say she will be on it. And it's just they have a fucking mad schedule, and they work most weekends, so it'd be hard to yeah. see now that she's the the top of the the company. Um, it'd be hard now to see when she'd have time to come home to make an appearance on the Late Late Show. But I'd say she will eventually. Um, but no, I think you're right. I think everything you've said, you're right. Um, yeah. What about um, John Delaney and the FBI, Danny? Oh, good Lord. It's Look, it's an evolving yes. issue, isn't it? It's a tundran, tundran mess. I can't believe I watched the Oroctus. I watched seven hours or so of of the FEI stonewalling uh, our elected officials in the Oireachtas. Um And I was so frustrated watching it. I, I, I just so frustrated. The reason they were there for to, to be in front of the Oireachtas, um and they didn't, well, particularly John Delaney, didn't want to speak about the matter. Crazy. It's, it's, it, it, look, it's, it's a mad situation, I think, in general. And I think when you've got, um, you know, the, like Leo Varadkar, T-Shock, or you've got the leader of a country saying, you know, something's not right here, and you've got a governing body of a sport saying they're keeping a very close eye on proceedings, like UEFA did the other day, and you've got all the other stuff. You've got the the the, the PFA coming out and saying that, that the board is rotten to the core. You've got fans yeah. protesting and, and openly calling for change. You've got politicians in in Oireachtas committees and everything it, it nearly pulling their hair out w- with frustration and anger at the situation. 
it's it's clear that there, there's a massive appetite for change and there is no trust in the current administration to deliver that change. So where does that leave you? That leaves you in a place where you think, okay, it either all has to come to a head and, and there, there's going to be massive, massive fallout, you know, or yeah. a couple of people have to fall on their sword and things have to move on. Big time. And tell me, tell me how the whole regime and, and particularly Delaney and in which how they run things, tell me how it's not like a dictatorship. I mean, when you talk about AGMs and stuff like that, journalists aren't even allowed to ask questions. The stuff that they have said in statements or they've said with lip service that is on the accounts, uh, and I'm particularly talking about the, the golden handshake FIFA gave us for the Thierry Henry handball where they gave us five and a half million. That's nowhere to be seen on accounts. But when you question it, you're not allowed questioning. So where is all this accountability? There's no accountability whatsoever. It's nonsense. Yeah. Like, look, look, I'm, I, I, I'm by no means on the inside, so I don't know. But it's certainly... Uh, John Delaney wouldn't exactly be the most popular man in Irish football over the last number of years. You know, yeah. and there's been constant... <sighs> Look, there's been a lot of times where you've kind of cringed or you've kind of, you know, recoiled at some of the things that have been said and some of the things that have, have been done. And, and going back to that that handshake from FIFA as a kind of like, all right, all right, all right, settle down. You know, asking to be the 33rd team in the World Cup. Uh, I don't think there's, an, no matter how angry people were, and I know people marched on the French embassy, which I still find hilarious. But like marching on the French embassy, um, you know, all these things that people were doing at the time to, to express their anger, even those people had to have been embarrassed by being asked, can we be the 33rd team at the FIFA World oh, Cup? Um, in terms of what goes on at board level, in terms of what goes on at AGMs and a journalist not being allowed to ask questions, you presume that's just them trying to control the narrative and that's them trying to make sure that it's an AGM, we have an agenda, and it shall be our agenda that's discussed, and that only we don't want this to become a sideshow of any sorts, but the FAI, through their very nature, have become a bit of a sideshow anyway. So, it's difficult. But then, there are those, and if you listen to John Doyle's in particular, there are those who, who highlight the successes, and there are those who point to some of the things that have been achieved over the last number of years, that they argue wouldn't be achieved without Delaney, such as the fact that a couple of games from an upcoming major tournament will be played in Ireland. And the fact that Delaney's sitting on a board at UEFA level or whatever, and he's playing a major part in spreading a bit of Irish influence. There's those who argue that attendances are up at games and that there's more money coming into the game than ever before and all these kind of things. And would that happen without John Delaney and co? Yeah, but I mean, all all of those things, that's, that's like... Um, that's like... That's like um, a, a, a millionaire businessman going down the uh, avoiding all taxes and stuff like that. But instead of doing that, he he focuses on philanthropy, and then he's given a, a golden ticket because he does so much for mm. uh, philanthropy. I mean, John Delaney's just doing his job there with all the explanations you've given. Do you know what I mean? That's his job. Yeah, but then uh, is the argument then that that's his job and he's doing it well? So. If he's doing a good job, what does all the sideshow matter? Yeah, well, see, but yeah, you're 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 accountable to governance. You have to governance. Like, I mean, when when you're on the, the Eructus there, the Eructus the other day, 
I mean, some of the meetings that the the board of the FEI had weren't even minuted. I know, yeah, but okay, you you've been in meetings before, Graham. Are you saying there's there's minutes taken at every single meeting you've been to? Yeah, every single meeting. Every single yeah, I've, I I was on the board of the national executive of the Irish Wheelchair Association and the sports department for yeah. four years, and I did minutes at every meeting for those four years. Okay, all right. I I'm just ne- asking I never, a question. I never missed. The only time I missed doing it was when I wasn't there, but it was done mm-hmm. instead of me, and it was sent out to all members. Okay, and that, that's right. that's at a charity level. Yeah. Okay. So look, look. when you're when you're getting taxpayers' money. And you're 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 given loan to your employee uh, of a hundred grand, and it's not minuted, and only three members of the board are aware of this hundred grand. Would you fucking get down off me? <laughs> yeah, do you know what? Even even I am having a hard time playing devil's advocate to this. <laughs> I got a hint of you there trying to play devil's advocate, so I was like, ah, oh, bollocks. Um, but no, come on, like, do you know? Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been in, I've been in work meetings, team meetings in work, where you have them every two weeks, where minutes haven't been taken. But that's work. That's not you. You don't get any money from government in your work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Look, and the main, the main points are always taken from a team meeting and work, and the actions are always taken. Um, for for a board of ten people not to take minutes. And not to take any acknowledgments of proceedings is just an absolute farce, as far as I'm concerned. And that's well, only the tip of the iceberg. Well, well, look, all right. Look, well, let's look at this from another angle, right? You're you're a, a season ticket holder with Shamrock Rovers, right? You're a also, member. Sorry, you're you're a member. Fuck's sake. You're 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 also a season ticket holder for the Republic of Ireland men's national team. Yeah. Right? You. You were in Tallah Stadium on Friday night um, when Rovers were playing in the SSE yeah. Electricity League. What, what was there talk among fans? Was there any chance? Was there any anything? We seen down in Cork, uh, you know, Stewarts and Gardy intervening to, to remove a, a banner from the crowd. Like, so it, it does seem to be that there, there is discontent among the, the masses. But you being a season ticket holder and being a, a member of uh, a League of Ireland team. Is there discussions going on around those pockets or, or, or what's happening? Yeah, well, well, on, on Friday night against Waterford, <clears throat> John Delaney and his family have had association with Waterford. and That's where he's from. And Shamrock Rovers fans were singing, he's one of your own, John Delaney, he's one of your own, directed to the Waterford fans. And they were also singing... Um, uh, the always cheat, the always lie, fuck Delaney and the FEI. So yeah, there was, there was um, the chats that I've had with people that I go to Rovers with. It's just chats of you know, geez, what's going on? It's a disgrace. They need to go. But League of Ireland uh, clubs have been saying it for years on the terraces uh, with chants like that. You know what I mean? It's not. Mm. It, it's 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 kind of obviously uh, gone up a notch over the last couple of weeks, but. I, I would say it happens anyway two or three times a season um, because Delaney has described the League of Ireland in which he's the governing body of his problem child but as far as I can tell, tell now recently, most recently and over the last couple of years, John Delaney's actually the problem child of the FEI, not the League of Ireland So 
what what has to happen then? We as uh, we're recording this on Saturday afternoon, things are still ongoing. Um, it's an evolving case. What in your mind has to happen? I think the the whole of the board have to resign. They made an absolute mockery of their jobs and Irish football on Wednesday uh, ahead of the Oireachtas. They were given notice of the Oireachtas and their response in a statement. I think over the course, since the Gibraltar match or the week before the Gibraltar match till now, I think they've released something like nine or ten statements. And in one of those statements, they said they look forward to um, setting the record straight at the Oireachtas. And they didn't. It was it was like Imelda Munster said, um, this is their time you know, to rebuild, the start of a rebuild. And they did the absolute opposite. They absolutely made a show of themselves. So I think they all need to resign. And I think a new board needs to get in there with fresh ideas. And I think you need to, uh, I think the current, the current board, before the Genesis report, I think there was 20 on the board and that was reduced to 10. And then it was like eight year term. So I think you need to lower the term even shorter as well. So yeah, I think they all need to step down. And I, I don't think Delaney creating a role for himself does anyone any favours, especially to an incoming CEO. If an incoming CEO is coming in, he can't be dealing uh, with the role and then John Delaney over his shoulder. Like, that is nonsense that they created that job. It seems like that they created that job at halftime at the Gibraltar game and they released the statements during the match. Well, yeah, okay. Well, well, the talk around that job is that it wasn't advertised. It was, uh, it was created days after uh, a report, and then from there the chain of events snowballed. Did you see the bit in the Rockers? <clears throat> uh, that was the Jonathan Hall report. The FBI board were claiming that that was that job was as part of a recommendation from the Jonathan Hall report. That was uh, submitted to them. I think they said it was submitted to them on the Thursday or the Friday, mm. and uh, before the Gibraltar game, and then that report was sent to the members of the Oireachtas in preparation for the, the you know the the Wednesday's meeting, and one of the TDs clicked into the properties of the report, and the report was created at half time at the Gibraltar game. Are you serious? I didn't know that. Are you serious? Yeah, no, no, Rock said. No, Rock said uh, to the FEI, "You claim that the report was created on Friday, at such and such a time. I think he said lunchtime. But in actual fact, if you go in to the properties of the PDF that you sent us, it says the file was created at half five. And now Rock said, which would have meant roughly in and around half time or during the Ireland versus Gibraltar game. Is there any reason for that?" And the president said, "Oh, we'll have to get back to you on that. That's a no, that's we'll put that on the list." Yeah, <laughs> like John, John Hall is an acquaintance of the FBI, so I wouldn't. I'm purely speculating here, but I wouldn't be surprised if a situation occurred where Delaney said, "Look, this is what this is our actions, and we're going to say it was uh, on your recommendations. Is that, is that okay?" And your man said, "Yeah, go ahead, put my name to it." That's 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 what that's... I'm thinking. I don't know. The, look, the, the entire situation, it, w- it would definitely appear even to, you know, e- e- even to me who I'm not the biggest football fan in Ireland by any stretch of the imagination, but it just, it, it just would appear it's becoming increasingly difficult um, for 
Delaney's position to 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 remain as it is. It it just is. But but that said, that's it. Like I said, there are people who are standing their ground and who are who are coming out and praise him. And I mean, again, I'm I'm trying to play devil's advocate a little bit, and I'm trying to just get to the bottom of do they have a point? You know, so like John, as I said, John Joyle's on off the ball during the week. Um, certainly was under the impression that we need. John Delaney and the FAI, we need him uh, in in the UEFA meetings representing Ireland. And if John Delaney isn't there, we don't have that. So it's nonsense. That's just such nonsense. I mean, well, it's John Giles, Graham. I know, but I mean, that's. The, I just think it's nonsense. I don't. I don't. I think someone with like he's just dismissing any other future candidate based on. Delaney's length of service in a job, but he's done wrong. He's he's been wrong. He's wrongdoing in his job. He's abusing his job. Okay. Like you can't just set that aside because you think because of someone's experience that they would be missed at board level in UEFA. I mean, I don't know who's an ideal candidate. Ideally, we shouldn't. In my mind, um, the CEO of your football governing body. They shouldn't be a household name like John Delaney, and he. It's it over the last couple of years. It's it's like he's desperate to become a celebrity more so than an admin job that he's doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I I, I completely, and I know we talked about it on previous podcast where, you know, the, when when the, when the top dog of a football association can be regularly seen shifting his uh, girlfriend or partner in a stadium or outside a stadium as if they're in Copperface Shacks, then it's just most unbecoming of somebody who holds a position as esteemed as that. And it, like, it's, 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 look, it's an odd thing and it's always been an odd thing, but I think the FAI have been odd since way back when, I mean, the, 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 what was the name of the report after Saipan? Uh, Genesis. Genesis report. Like, and even before that, I mean, Delaney, even how Delaney came to the position that he's in, um, it was his dad had to step down for the way tickets were bought or something like that. You know, you know what I mean? Like, just, check as well, 110,000 puns. Like, you know what I mean? So there's just so many little weird quicks and there's so, quirks and there's so many nuances and that kind of thing. But I don't know. Is it, is it a case of just the or the, the FAI are far more incompetent at covering these things up? Does it yes. go on? Does it go on, on everywhere else, and we just don't know about it, or are, are are they just as bad as they appear at the surface? You know, like I don't. There's so much going on that it's it's almost hard to to understand the the depth and severity of what's happening. Like on on his road to to getting the CEO job of uh, the FEI, um, Fran Rooney was the uh, FEI CEO, and they published our. Mm. They asked for um, his audits on his credit card spending, and he subsequently yeah. resigned on the back of that. Um, so there are journalists that are actually asking for Delaney's credit cards to be audited. The FBI board... Oh, yeah, no, sorry, there was just breaking news there saying the FBI board are currently meeting in Abbottstown. Abbottstown, yeah. The future is likely to be decided in the next few hours. Huge news this afternoon yeah um 
yeah, I, I was, I'm literally, I'm scrolling Twitter here as we we're talking about this because I'm conscious that they are meeting in Abbottstown. There are some people who seem to be reporting that he's already agreed to go and the meeting is currently to discuss um, how things will shape out. And then there's uh, other how, how much is he going to get as a severance package? Uh, look, I, I don't know. I don't know how any of that's going to work. We don't even know if these are just reports on Twitter that we're discussing. Like we don't yeah, know but what is, the is, would a severance would a severance package be for his new job, and would it be be length of service in the new job of two weeks? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to see if. Uh, I I seen the same source that you said that came from. I'm trying to find uh, if there's anybody else out there who's maybe a little bit more reliable. Any latest news or anything? Yeah, yeah. But look, anyway, um, as we're recording this, the status quo is the status quo, and he is where he is, and we are where we are, and we don't know what's going to happen. But certainly, there are indicators online that are suggesting that he's going to go. And if that yeah. is the case, if that is the case. What would you like to see happen, or you know, what what do you think is is the next chain of events for football in Ireland? Jeez, that's such a hard question to answer. Like, I don't know. Like, um, I don't know how these things work, and I prefer not to know. That's that was my point in terms of your CEO of your football governing body shouldn't be a household name or shouldn't be craving to be a, a celebrity. Do you know what I mean? People are mm. talking about Noel Quinn taking over. Um and, and and I I don't know if he fits the bill or the criteria. You know, I I just don't know, and I'd rather be just concerned about what happens in my club and the terraces at uh, Shamrock Rovers, uh, and what happens uh, on the terraces at with Ireland. You know what I mean? But yeah. ideally, I would like whoever's coming in to have a renewed focus on the League of Ireland because ultimately, I think, um, if you look at the the pathway for underage football, I mean. There's, there's not. It's not always the grass isn't always green on either side when you go to England. So try and build on the League of Ireland and and develop players. You know what I mean? Ourselves, we haven't developed players in fucking years. Mm. Um, our underage. There's what? people who've been saying that, that that's a failure of Delaney. That we yeah. haven't seen oh. talent come through the underage ranks. Yeah, well, he he called the. League of Ireland problem child. I mean, the prize money for winning the League of Ireland is a hundred grand. John Delaney's wages is three hundred sixty-five thousand. Yeah. Okay. It's crazy. I to answer your question though, I don't really know, and um, I'd be interested to read uh the League of Ireland and the National League uh, journalists that follow both League of Ireland and the National League, and and to see what their kind of thoughts are when and if he steps down as to who they would like because. As I said, we shouldn't we shouldn't be talking about the CEO of of your governing body. I don't think we should anyway. Like I would yeah. be able to tell you who the the CEO is of the the English FA. Like, and I watch the English Premier League. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. don't have emotional attachment to the English Premier League, but still, I watch it. Uh, speaking of emotions, Graham, um, how are your emotions going to be when Bows win their games in hand and then beat Rovers to go top of the league? <laughs> we'll see. You have to I be. I don't think my emotions are ready for a Rovers Bowes title race. I'll put it that way. I, to be honest with you, I don't think anyone was either a expecting or or b um, ready for the potential of two Dublin heavyweights going at it for 
potentially for the league. Like, ah, oh, stop the lights. I mean, if you had a, if you had a told me, um, if you had a told me at the start of the season, would Rovers be what are they? They are eight, eight. 13, 13 points ahead of Dundalk. Yeah, yeah. What? Like, not a chance would I thought. Ultimately, I do think um, Bowes will kind of dip away because of their the the age and and their squad in depth and stuff. So I think they will. They're enjoying a bit of uh, success at the moment, but they're second. But I don't know that last. They're two games in hand. They're with Dundalk, so it'll be interesting to mm. see if they six points out of Dundalk. Yeah, I think so. And look, I know Dundalk haven't been firing on all cylinders this season, but at the same time, getting six points out of them, it's a big ask. Like it is. Yeah. Cork and Dundalk being the powerhouse, <coughs> the powerhouses of the League of Ireland the last few years, um, and we're seventeen points ahead of Cork, and we're what did I say? Thirteen points ahead of yeah, Dundalk. Dundalk, yeah, yeah. Um, Crazy. I don't know. It's. I, I am, Loving life at the moment. Every time I come home from a match, I'm buzzing, and I can't wait for the next match. I'm even more buzzing that my dad and Carl, uh, my dad's back into Rovers. This is toward, toward our second or third full season, back going full time, and Carl's back again. Carl used to go with me <coughs> in the Talca Park years <coughs> when he was only a young lad. He still loved it and all. I got him yeah. suspicion from Bordox, and he'd sit down and watch Pajo play, and he was loving life because he knew a player. Uh, that play in the League of Ireland, but he's back into that pose now as well. Yeah, and, and come here, just and, and my car is full. My car is full going to matches every week. Yeah, yeah, and well, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying. I'm, I'm not asking this to antagonise. I'm asking this out of genuine curiosity. At this stage last season, there were Rovers fans who were, you know, saying yeah. you've had your, you've had your chance. <clears throat> things, things aren't working out, out with the manager. We've had enough. Bradley gone. Good luck. The, no, the the banner that was out was um, it's not working out. Enough is enough, and that was directed at the PA guy who who kept insisting on putting music after we scored goals. So that wasn't directed at the manager. Thank you. Well, I don't know, Graham. There 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 was now you you can you can claim that, but were you not one of the people who was saying? No, I never, I never asked for. I've, I've never in my life asked for a manager to, to be uh, sacked. Never. Even, even Steve Staunton. Never. Even Tony in Eurosport, who was known for pocket and penny jellies and charging you. <laughs> when Staunton was hired, I questioned why he was hired with no experience. When Bradzer was hired as Rovers manager, I questioned the same inexperience. But I'd never asked for them to be sacked. I I think I put a tweet out when when Bradley was under immense pressure. Uh, it was more like a cynical tweet as in who do you get to replace him? Because Rovers had sacked Pat Fellin, they had sacked Stephen Kenny, and two of the about two of the most decorated managers in the League of Ireland, and it's kind of going, who do you get now? Like, do you know what I mean? That was more of a question like that. I wasn't mm. I wasn't in agreement of of his sacking. I'm delo- yeah. And I've always said, I've always said, I know Stephen Bradley is a great friend of uh, Pajos, and I've always said that um, I wish and hope to God it works out for him. And fingers crossed it, it'll be this season. So far, so good anyway, and I'm enjoying it for the moment. Yep, yep, that's all you can ask for. Um, 
whatever about the the comings and goings and the messing going on at the FAI, Graham. Game of Thrones is coming back. I don't watch Game of Thrones. What? Yeah. I could have sworn we had conversations about Game of Thrones before, but then I'm just thinking, actually, now it's Carl that loves Game of Thrones, isn't it? Carl's obsessed with Game of Thrones, yeah. You probably had... Yeah, no, me and you had conversations in the early days because I followed it up until season three and then my head just got wrecked. There were so many characters, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Oh, my God, man. I might give it it a go, though. It's back this weekend and I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. I won't be staying up till two o'clock in the morning to watch it. Now, well, the, the the very last, like the the end of Game of Thrones, I might stay up and watch that one live. The the uh, Today FM are doing a post Game of Thrones radio show. I seen Mirren. that, yeah, Mirren O'Connor. Okay. I love Mirren. Love Mirren yeah. O'Connor. Um, but yeah, seeing that she's doing the Night's Watch, very clever. Yeah, very very clever. Very, yeah. So hang on, so you don't watch Game of Thrones. You don't watch superhero movies, like. What are we going to talk about? I do watch the odd superhero movie. I don't know what we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Because all I'm going to be interested in is Game of Thrones and then Avengers Endgame. Yeah, didn't see any of the Avengers, man. Are you, how did you not watch any of the Avengers? not seen it in one of them. No, George St. Pierre was. Ah, oh, GSP. What was John Cena? Oh, John Cena was in Bum- Bumble. Oh, the Transformers. Transformers. Bumblebee, the movie. Yeah, this... Oh. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, spin-off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I can't believe he's going to watch took took an omics gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah I, I, that, I, I popped for that. I did pop oh, for that. That was very good. Um, I can't believe you you've see? never seen any of the Avengers. Hang on, stop, change, stop, stop, stop. How Sorry. have you never watched any of the Avenger movies? I don't know. And like I get kind of like, right, there, there are bits of the films that you would need to, that not need to, but if you're seeing... Like, you know, one of the Captain Americas and you've seen the Iron Man's then like some of the stuff in the Avengers movies, you'd be like, oh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. But you could easily watch like, you know, Avengers Assemble and then, uh, you know, the other Avengers that I can't remember what their taglines are or whatever. But, like, I think that's I think this will be the fourth Avengers movie, Graham. You could easily watch the other three and watch this one. Yeah, I might do. I can't believe you never watched Avengers. Jesus. I love to see. I always miss. I I like seeing them. Those kind of action movies in the cinema. Yeah. And if I if I miss the cinema day, um, I don't think I watch them on the telly. Do you know that way? Yeah. Well, the likes of Cine World would often do, uh, like a catch up thing, where like the week of so Avengers is coming out not this week but next week. Like it'll be out towards the end of next week. Yeah. Um, and the likes of Cine World and that would often do a kind of a mini kind Mark. of like yeah well they might do it across like two nights or whatever where like you, you can watch like part one part two part three and then you have your ticket to like the the new one as well like you know yeah yeah but, uh, well yeah I don't know I don't know if you yeah <sighs> fucking game of you've upset me now I'm sorry, man. It's not. It's it's not that I didn't like it because I enjoyed it. It was just I couldn't keep. I would have been lying if I kept following it because I was just following it because everyone else was, and there were so many characters in it that when Liam when Liam Cunningham's character came in, I love Liam Cunningham as an actor, and I was like, God, oh, deadly Liam Cunningham's in Game of Thrones. Then I was like, Wait, who is he? Why is he here? He's Sir Davos Seaworth Graham. And then and then someone else comes in. I was like, "Who's he? Why is he here?" And then I just lost fucking complete 
running myself. I lost it. I didn't know what was going on. That's that's mostly just down to you having a small brain and not being able for that. I would not deny that. That's I tell you, unless it has a tricolor on it or it's sang by Christy Moore, you won't keep track of it. Absolutely, that's very <laughs> fair, and I, I'm proud of that. Uh, I want here. to wish I want to wish um, Chris Fields and Tom King the very best of luck. Um, yes. The continued continued uh, look. They they've declared independence from SBG and they're gone alone and they've rebranded. They used to be SBG Swords. They're now Team KF, Team King Fields. So continued success to both of them. Chris is an utter gentleman. He is. I agree with you there. Uh, very much so. And um, yeah, yeah, more success to them. I hope, uh, I hope they get a nice little bounce now in the camps and uh, a few of the boys go on to achieve big things. Chris, an absolute yep. gent, and I uh, really enjoyed having him on the podcast. But anyway. That's it, Dan. It is. I, uh, like, again, apologies to people. We, we were supposed to have a guest this week, but uh, technology well and truly let us down. So we're currently addressing that, this being the first oh, recording. Danny, Danny sorry, speaking of technology, I went to our old school last week to do a talk on technology. Talk it to was, you about this. Come on. It was absolutely a disaster. <laughs> oh, no. was it? Oh, no, it wasn't a disaster. It was good crack. I remember my colleague, Lauren, my colleague and friend, Lauren, and um, uh, I had cancelled on them before because you're supposed to, you're not allowed to go over to these things on your own. Right. Um, and one of the lads rang in sick, so I had to cancel last minute notice before. So I've eventually rescheduled and went over on Thursday. And I met up with Miss Cairns, our old science teacher. Um, did you have Miss Cairns? Uh, in transition year, yeah, but uh, other than that, no. Uh, lovely woman. I met her, and she has an aged a bit. She's in the school 20 years. Yeah, I'd well believe it, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went, and we did the talk to transition years about technology, uh, about Dell and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, yeah, there was no participation. Uh, it was uh, all. It was like pulling teeth, was it? Ah, uh, stop. There was one guy that he could see, and I don't know whether he knew me or whatever, but he could see uh, he was helping us out with his contribution and his oh, question. Oh, man. See, Graham, I, like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be blaming the children there. I'd be blaming, blaming the presenter. Oh, absolutely. The two of us were just wanting to get out of there as soon as we weren't getting any participation. Yeah, I would see what well, the participation comes from having a good presenter, Graham. And <laughs> I think I think you just failed to bring the charm that day. I think you let the kids down a fatten and you owe St. Lawrence College and the transition year students an apology for being an underwhelming shite bag. I wish to apologise now to my former school, St. Lawrence College, for being a shite bag. <laughs> Father Mike came in and gave a, gave a mini speech to tell them that I'm his former student. Ah, <laughs> uh, fa- Father Mike's still there. Yeah, he's the chaplain. What a gent! Any of the other old teachers there? Um, no, Miss Cairns met Miss Morgan. Uh, Miss Morgan's now the vice principal. Mister Coffee's now the principal. Uh, Coffey, I think we talked about this actually the last time you said you were going up to the school. But Ronan Coffee's a man of immense time for. Yeah, he was one of my heroes in, sc- in school. I didn't have many teachers as heroes. Don't get me wrong, but he was one of them. And um. Who else? Miss Cairns, Mr. Coffee. Oh no, I didn't meet Mr. Coffee. He was away on meetings. Um Mags. Met Mags. Mags is still there. 
Mags no, Chuk. Yeah. Mags. Ah, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, there's a part of me that I'd love to go back to Lawrence's for a day. But then I'm like, why? <laughs> what, what am I going to do when I go in there? Sit me old desk in fucking A32? <laughs> do a few maths classes? It was absolutely weird. Yeah, I'd say it was a bit odd, all right. Because it's it's what, about, oh, it must be 13 years since you finished, is it? Um, 2003. 16. Oh, Jesus, 16 years since you finished. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen a few grey hairs come on just as you said that, man. <laughs> is, that a, is that a fresh haircut, is it? Yeah, I look great, don't I? Yeah, you do. You look you look lovely, Graham. You look lovely. Um, right, well, sure, look. If, uh, if, any of the teachers, if any of the teachers of St. Lawrence College are listening to us, we apologise for Graham's lack of uh, showmanship. Oh, Met Miss Farley as well. Miss Far- oh, French teacher. Miss Farley, yeah. yeah. She asked, she's asking for you. Ah, yeah. I, I was nothing but a torment to that woman in my days at school. So if Miss Farley happens to be listening, I apologise for being an absolute bollocks of a child. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, right. Well, that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. We will return next week with a, a podcast that I'm excited to record. It's very much one from my book. Mero is probably going to sleep his way through it. I hope not, but nonetheless. Look, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a couple of people that go, wait, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, And I'm going to be like, yeah, that's what happened. So anyway. that's, what, that was, that, that's what we had with... Uh... I guess this week that just didn't happen. Exactly, it didn't. But fuck it, you know what? I'm going to actually say to people what it is. Lads, I bet you didn't know that balloons are the reason the Allies won World War II. Now, go on and Google that and treat yourself to a bit of weekend reading. But until next week, Graham Merrigan, where can people listen to previous episodes? I nearly fucked up there. You can search WTS Pod on any podcast provider. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um... Podcast Republic, Stitcher, Podbean, anywhere and anywhere you can get a podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at WTSPod um, and you can get us on WTSPod.com. You can get him at Danjo Murray, you can get me at Merrigan Mania and until next week, clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, come on Rovers! Too sweet my friend, too sweet. <laughs>